What is going on, everybody? This is awesome. You guys are tuned in to In the Woods with DDSA. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we look forward to having a fun episode. Thank you. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in again. This is the first episode of In the Woods with DDSA. So bear with us, and we plan to get better at, at each one of these that we do. Um, we also plan to have a lot of different different guests on the show each week. We have a trio of different co-hosts that are going to be going to be helping out and joining us. Uh, the first of which is my very own younger brother, Colin Hendricks. Man, how what, are you? What is going on, everybody? Just happy to be here. He's happy to be here. Okay, well. With that being said, we kind of want to go over some general house cleaning rules and just kind of let everybody know that uh, we do plan to, to seek out some, some big wigs and a lot of well-known names in the hunting industry and stuff like that to join us on the podcast. But a lot of the times it's going to be just us, um, a group of buddies, and talking about basically funny hunting stories and just different stuff to kind of bring entertainment to you guys, the audience. And uh, while doing that, we, we do want to bring some tips and strategies that have helped us out in past hunts and help create success. Um, that's the main goal. We want to provide you guys with a laugh along with some helpful stuff to take with you into the woods. This first episode, we did want to kind of get into a a hunt that Colin had this past November where he found a, a bit of luck and success. Um, Colin? Yeah, we just, um, it was the biggest buck that I've killed yet. It's not, not a monster by any means, but the biggest one that I've killed. What was it, a nine-pointer? Yeah, it was a nine and um we just it was a good deer it was a really good deer it would have been hard to pass anybody would have had a tough time passing this deer up especially where we live which is in georgia right um public or private it's a it was a solid deer it was a uh a new property as well that we hadn't um that i hadn't hunted ever before got it kind of late um so we didn't really know what to expect but didn't have a whole lot of time to prepare the property other than just do your basic stuff like, you know, throw out corn and run your cameras and stuff like that. But he had a bit of trouble finding anything on the camera worth hunting. Yeah, I mean, we as soon as we, as soon as I got over there, it was really almost the beginning of bow season when I, when I got permission on this property and it was 70 acres. And I went in and didn't hunt it at first, obviously, and went in and just tried to, you know, find out what was there ran some cameras and did not get a single shooter buck on camera and was kind of kind of you know um deterred from from hunting it but i knew that by looking and uh we sat down and looked at the satellite view and we knew that two big sections of woods was on both sides of the 70 acres and the 70 acres split two neighborhoods and that when the ruck came along that it was probably going to be a natural little travel corridor for them to get to to both sides of those big woods and just planned on waiting it and playing played the long game and waited till the rut and ended up having some success 
Yeah, he he was kind of torn on on exactly when he wanted to go in and hunt. He didn't know whether or not to even hunt this property. Kind of how we how we do it, and a lot of people do it the same way. We we knock doors. We look at land maps and and the tax surveys, everything like that. Of course, now Onyx has got the app that'll that'll pull up. You can pull it up and you can see exactly right away who owns that specific piece of property that you're wanting to hunt. Um, so that kind of helps. Now, I don't think there's a phone number or anything associated with it. So we kind of do it the old fashioned way and we'll go and, and basically knock doors. Um, and both of our day jobs kind of help us, well, especially me, help me out because I'm going to different houses every day. So I can, I can kind of gain permission a little bit easier going to, you know, six, seven different houses in a day it's easier for me to gain permission to to bow hunt or stuff like that, but we we love to to knock doors and just ask permission to to set out trail cameras. And if they if they are all for the trail cameras, then we'll just go right in and ask, hey, do you know, do you mind if we if we bow hunt only on this property? Um, we won't bring a gun because a lot of times people are intimidated by you know the deer rifles and stuff like that. Um, but they're a little less intimidated by a bow, so I, that'd be another little helpful tip tip to throw you guys. It, you know, if you're if you're planning on asking permission on different people's properties and stuff, you might just want to stick to bow hunting or even crossbow hunting. I mean, a or lot at least of at first. yeah, at least at first until they get used to you. Um, but with that being said, didn't you couldn't you only bow hunt over there? At, at first, it was only it was only bow hunting, and um, or at least that's all I asked permission for was just bow hunting. And I ended up having an encounter with not this buck but another one that um, was probably about twenty five yards from me, but he was in this really thick brush, briared up, and I did not want to fling an arrow in there and risk. A bad shot at, at hitting off a, a little branch or anything like that. You called that. me. I remember you called yeah. me that night, and he was he was all worked up. He couldn't he couldn't have decided then and there if it was a shooter, if it wasn't a shooter. He couldn't he couldn't fully make out the deer. Now looking back, do you think it was probably the same deer? Or you think it was a different deer? I I don't know. I mean, it could have it very well could have been the same deer that I shot. But how long before? you shot that deer was that that happened like it was it was four days before okay so it could have been the same deer this whole thing took place in early november i mean colin what what was the day you shot it was november 6th when i finally shot him. november 6th everything's getting going especially here in georgia november 6th they're trying to breed for sure um it could have been the same deer could have been a different deer we'll never know that's just sorry about that guys that's the truck they're turning on but anyways yeah we um he was what happened with this encounter was he was like i said he was all brushed up he was he he was 25 yards from me when i range found him but he was it was the thickest stuff and of course the the where I, where i set up at i went and climbed a tree at and there was one spot that i did not want to do to come out at just just based on what was around me and sure enough that's exactly where he came through and i don't i don't he may have been bedded right there next to me. I don't think he was because I heard him coming from a good ways away. But he came, a doe came flat out from where he came and then he just stopped and he would not budge. He would not, 
come out of that thicket. He knew he was safe in the thicket. Um, I'm guessing he probably smelled me. I don't, I don't really know, but he was uh, not having it. I grunted at him when he started to walk away and he turned and then I did a little bit of a snort wheeze and every hair on his back stood up and he came, he acted like he was gonna come straight for me. He beelined it straight back the way he came and then just stopped right before he broke out of that thicket. So, I mean, it was a, it was a frustrating sit, but just because I was really, really looking to get that buck, but like I said, it very well could have been the one that I ended up shooting. He was, and he didn't have, he didn't have a whole lot of, lot of picks of, of big deer. Now, on the other hand, I, I did, I didn't even take a deer this year. Well, I took a doe, that was it, but I, I didn't shoot a big deer at all this year, not a buck. I just, I shot one doe. I was... I was super, super crazy over this one deer that I, looking back, I think I overpressured him. Um, it was a tight area that I had permission to hunt from a buddy. Um, his parents let me let me hunt a specific piece of property that was inside city limits, and um, lo and behold, there was an absolute stud of a deer in there. I mean, he was every bit of 140 inch deer, and. You don't see a lot of those in in Georgia, and if you do, they don't usually make it too too long, or you don't see them in daylight a whole lot. But he he ended up figuring me out for sure. I'm I'm positive of it. I think I way way overpressured him. I was getting trail cam pics of him every day, um, but Colin kind of had the the complete opposite of 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 my situation. I was. I was having this deer at a at a corn pile religiously each and every night um and then of course as as soon as october rolls around he's out of there and you know i think i got one i think it was like october 1st was like one of the last regular pictures i was getting of this deer um where he was when i say regular he was coming in there every night right after daylight or right after had a few yeah. daylight pictures of him yeah too. we had a good bit especially in august of of daylight pictures of him had him shedding, shedding his velvet really cool picture of him shedding his velvet um but he did not want to show himself in october whatsoever i don't know if he saw me go to the camera one day or you know maybe he just got out of there and was rutting in a different area completely you know i'll never know but he uh i i definitely don't think he was killed this past year because i think we would have seen it in gon or something um yeah, he was a stud he was, he was a recognizable sure. deer too i mean we we named him mr crabs because he literally had two two crab claws on each side of him and he was he would have he would have been an awesome deer for sure but on the other hand, Colin didn't have a whole lot of uh, pictures of bucks to go after over there, but the property, you just know by looking at this property that he had, that it was gonna, it was gonna be good. Eventually, if, if, you, if you gave it time and gave it, you know, the distance it needed and not a lot of pressure in there, so on and so forth, you knew eventually something good was gonna, you know, shake in there, so. I mean, it was, the, the way the property was set up, it was probably, probably 25 to 30 acres wide and it almost formed a complete rectangle looking at it like from a satellite overhead view and it just stretched all the way back connected to another gigantic piece of, of timber and i just we we this year we really focused on trying not to uh changing changing our mindset from like i guess you could say the old mindset of what you get passed down to sit in the same stand and to 
just get out there whenever you can and I was uh really diving into a lot of research and stuff like that of what I needed to do and we had we had a lot of bucks uh not a lot of bucks but we had some other shooters at different places that we were also trying to get after but it ended up being that I kept my hands off this one until the rut came just because I didn't didn't see anything I needed or, or wanted and I thought I would do a lot more harm than good than going in there a lot and he literally it was it was that time of year where you knew you needed to be in the woods of course early November everybody's dying to get out in the woods and he had a free morning to go to go hunt on a weekday I was I was at work and he he uh it was I think it was the night wasn't it the night before yeah it was the night before you called me and you're like I think you were like I'm really not, worked up. Yeah, he. I, did you set that 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 night or whatever? Yeah, somewhere? no, I set that night. Um, not not there at another location, and was I came home and I was just really worked up because you know I mean the ruts start and the ruts in full effect at this point. And a few days before that though, you did pull that camera card over there, I think, didn't you? And you had a picture of a buck over there at um at the property you killed at. Yeah, yeah. So looking back he didn't think it was the same deer after he killed the deer but it was a real blurry photo it was, it was a, blurry, a pass by and it was it ended up being the same deer after we after we looked at it pretty hard you it could, was the same deer you knew that deer on 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 camera was a shooter though yeah so you just couldn't tell how how big he definitely was and how he looked like a shooter but then again i mean with a blurry photo it can be deceiving and it was only a one-time photo. It was in the morning, and it was during daylight, right, right as the sun was coming up. And he, it was just one photo. And that's literally when I tell you that's the only photo I've got of a uh, somewhat shooter of a buck. That was the only one. And, and it, the thing about it was though, it was daylight. So like that tells me that hey, even if that, even if that is just a one-time deal there, that a mature buck is comfortable enough to be traveling through there in the daylight so that tells me hey you need to get your butt in there because it's it's now or never type deal if they're going to be on their feet in that area i mean he's not going to be the only only big deer in there looking for looking for does in daylight and in that specific spot because the surrounding area it doesn't have a whole lot of woods around it so you you kind of know that that's that's going to be where they're traveling through at least that time of year but yeah and the the main the main thing that was going for this property and that i was counting on when i got it is that it had never been hunted it was not hunted and the dude the landowner never goes back there and so i was assuming going into it that there's just going to be some absolute shooters on this 70 acres and it's going to be a really good spot and it turned out to be a, a great spot but after i wasn't seeing after nothing was really happening and i had that one encounter and then i had some other encounters at some other uh spots and stuff like that i ended up calling austin and that night and i was kind of worked up you know and i just didn't really know where to sit in the morning i knew i had to be in, in the woods and i just couldn't i didn't know where to where to sit because at that time of the year i mean there's you can have anything walk by you that you've never seen on camera before and i just out of all of our spots i i was gonna i just didn't know where to go and he, Basically, we can chalk this up to I'm the reason he killed that deer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, uh, he ended up telling me, he ended up cutting me off while I was mid-sentence, worked up with it, and he probably gave me the best advice of that of that season and want some advice that I'm definitely going to rely on. And it's, he said, you know, he said, our problem, and he said it was both of us, that our problems is 
that we get we get too worked up. We're super competitive. Yeah, that's just and, how we naturally are. We always compete, even if it's with each other. If somebody else, you know, this whole we both wanted to get a deer on the ground, and so with being super competitive, that that puts a lot of added self pressure on you. I guess you'd yeah. say like you're more hard on yourself. Instead of kind of like remembering why you're even out there, you right. know, to have fun and enjoy the wildlife. And not a lot of people get to do that, especially in other countries and shit like that. I mean, you, we, we got it better than a lot of other people. And I, I can't remember exactly what I said, but I think it was something along the lines of like, dude, you got to relax and remember to just have fun. I mean, you're out there to enjoy wildlife. Even if you don't kill anything, you got to enjoy you know god's creation and why you're out there i mean if not nothing's going to come by your stand i mean right. it's just not going to happen for you he said i mean he said just like that he said as soon he said as soon as you start as soon as you relax and you just you know are happy to be doing doing what we love to do he said it's all going to come together for you and literally that next morning i know it sounds cliche i know it sounds you know kind of kind of cheesy but i was literally sitting there and when the sun was coming up i was here in the woods wake up and i literally sat there and i just looked up and i was like you know man if i if i kill something this year i kill something if i don't i don't i'm just i, I I'm, I'm doing what i love to do and I, I was just relaxed and that morning he walked right out in front of me oh and, yeah well first of all before he did walk out in front of you tell him what <laughs> he was he was eager beavering all morning trying to i was working so i was texting him back and forth this was like i i had a feeling like something good was gonna happen i didn't know it was gonna happen that morning but i had a feeling that me or him one was gonna end up killing one that week some point in the week because we had both planned to hunt pretty hard that week and he was texting me all morning you know asking if he should basically get up he was in a climber um, on a tree that he had. That was was that the first time you oh, yeah. set that first location? Time, first time I so set there. He he was in a in a climber. First time he had set that location. Um, he was you know he was not seeing a whole lot. Was that the only deer you saw that morning? I saw one. I saw one um, little basket rack come right up underneath my stand at uh, right when the sun was coming up. And the thing about it was is. I'd only hunted, I'd only had the property, like the whole 70 acres one time before. So I didn't really know what to expect other than, I guess you could say the trail camera, the trail camera pictures that I got earlier in the season. Which was one buck. And that goes right. back to like, don't rely on your cameras. Cause there could be something walking 50 to a hundred yards right. away that your camera ain't getting. Might not be interested in the old corn pile, you know? So, which is another good tip that we did this year. We, we took our cameras off of corn we had them on corn piles don't get me wrong but we we started placing them on these trails that we noticed were getting used an awful lot and mock scrapes we started doing mock scrapes uh, like literally every every big deer or every deer that has antlers on his head is gonna have to come to that mock scrape it's just how they socialize yeah it's pretty pretty crazy it was we had some bucks that we didn't even know about on other properties that we have hunted for years and just they just were showing up and i don't know if they were cruising or what but we had uh several shooters come up i mean at one of our mock scrapes and he was hitting it and he started hitting it religiously i mean there's something about it that they just 
they don't like it when 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 another buck comes in and then and then it turns into a communication factor where different bucks are coming up and hitting it and then you get even the does coming up and and the little fawns coming up um we started doing that we used a we i think we used a rope to tie like i think it was like a stick or something up yeah we did that, we did tied a, a stick up so they could have their licking branch and stuff like that about, you know, chest to like belly button high, whatever, however tall. I don't know how big a boy you are, but you know, so <laughs> that's, that's kind of some stuff we used to, to like really capture a lot of these deer that, I mean, dude, we have gotten so many nice deer on camera this past year. It's, it's kind of crazy. Um, but like I said, we we completely changed what we typically do instead of just throwing cameras on a corn pile this year we've started putting them even if they're 100 yards apart we will place them out on different trails and stuff like that and we we invested a good bit of money too in these, these <laughs> stupid cameras the, hey the trick is side note here walmart has got a tasco camera okay i know everybody's probably gonna gonna say oh tasco whatever and then you know super cheap but hey they are cheap and that's why we buy them because i think it's like a 35 dollar camera and if something moves in front of it it's gonna snap a picture of it so with that being said we used a lot of those cheap we probably have like how many you think i mean i know 10 to 15 yeah or so we, different we went cameras. all out with it this year we had like some got stolen of course by probably meth heads i don't know <laughs> walton county's got a lot of those but um some got stolen from different property properties and stuff like that but um another beauty of them being those little cheap cameras is not too much yeah of a hurt. you don't got you know 100 150 bucks invested in a camera somebody snatches it off the tree then you ain't got to really you know worry about it that much but he wasn't getting a lot of pictures on that property of any buck besides that one good picture of that one good deer he got on camera like a few mornings before and he night before asked me hey should i go in there and hunt this spot or should i go hunt another spot moral of the story is i basically kind of directed him to go there because i felt like it was a less pressured area yeah and it definitely was. I mean, he... That morning, you saw the basket rack, and then I think you sent me a text at, like, 9 o'clock. It was, like, 9 o'clock. Yeah, it was... It, it was, like, it was like 9.30. It was it was getting up there, and I wanted to... Um, I had planned on sitting until at least 12 that day, and I was wondering, looking at the maps, you know, the, the spot that I went to... Well, first off, when I went and checked that camera, um, and we had that iffy picture of the buck that was blurry that looked like a shooter, but you really couldn't tell much because he was going by so quick. Um, when I went and checked that, I noticed that that whole place had been torn up with scrapes. And just every, literally every couple of 10 yards, I mean, there was another one and another one and another one. And I knew that there was a big buck hitting it. But on the camera, it was also right in that area where all those scrapes were, not necessarily on a scrape, but on a, on a main trail that they, that they were using had tons of pictures of deer, but only that one picture of that iffy buck and cause it, because it was blurry. And so then I was wanting to at nine 30 or so I texted Austin and I was like, Hey, I was like, I think I'm going to climb down, move to the opposite side of the property, sneak in there and climb in and sit until 12 over there and see if I'm getting a little bit better of action. Cause I'd only seen one deer at this point. 
and he told me, <laughs> he said, he said, if you do that, you're not going to see anything. He said, sit still. Literally, and that's give it exactly time. what I said. I said, dude, if you if you're gonna if you think you're going to climb down <laughs> and not make a whole lot of racket, just knowing us, you know, it's not going to happen. You're it, nothing's going to work out. You, you might as well just sit there, wait it out, and and just be patient. That was basically the moral of the story: is be. I mean, freaking patient because it wasn't it wasn't 10 o'clock when he just came and he had just texted me at 9 30 and i told him to chill just hang out sit tight and see what happens he uh so and that is one thing that is just one of my i guess you could say bad qualities is that i'm everybody i'm very impatient and if i'm sitting there and you're not seeing what you want to see i mean i I don't. I, have, I don't normally move. I don't. I don't normally do that. But when I was planning on sitting until twelve on a property where I really, I really didn't know what I had to offer, I was. I was thinking I was going to move, and and if I had, I wouldn't it. have. I wouldn't have killed that deer. Everybody's like that. If you're action, if it's action packed, you know. I mean, everybody's completely content with being in a in a stand and having you know. 10 15 deer out in front of them. Anybody can sit there till twelve. But it's those mornings that it's just like. Dang, dude, I, Waffle House is right down the road. I can easily jump out of here and, and and go grab something to eat and just slip back in here on the backside of that property. And it, it seems like... Stretch your legs. And... Yeah, it seems like it, it never works out. Because I do that a lot. I mean, I'm not trying to be hypocritical at all. I mean, I get bored and I got a lot to do. I'm super busy, so... When I do get free time and I'm not seeing a whole lot, it, it makes you want to jump jump down and go get something to eat. And, you know, but I, I knew that it, it, it wouldn't have worked out well. I had a feeling that if he would just be patient, it would work out. So, anyways, 9.30, he texts me. What, yeah, I, 9.30, you I texted text him me. and told him that I wanted to move. He, told, he shot it down. He said no. And he said, don't do it. And he said, you can if you want to, but you ain't going to see nothing. He said, you might as well just go ahead and just let it play out and i let it play out and what i when i walked in i had a uh, a rag that i'd soaked in dopey and i drug it um from my belt and i put a little bit on my boots when i walked in and i didn't go into this property property from um the roadside access that i had i went in i mean not not terribly far at all and You're i mean probably far, in there 200 yards yeah i mean but like in the grand scheme of the 70 acres i didn't push in there i didn't want to i wanted to I wanted to get in. Well, you had no reason to either. Right. The scrapes were right there. I mean, I would have sat exactly where you did, honestly. I went, it was right in this, um, the whole, the whole property had one little section of pines on it. And the pines were, um, it's probably about a, probably about a 50, 60 yard little section of pines that were all grouped up together. And they were, you know, mature pines. So you could climb them and get in there. And that's where I went. Cause that's where all the scrapes were. And when I, I got up there, the, the basket rack came straight to the to the doe rag and then at about ten o'clock, um, the buck that I shot, he was I just I was looking one direction and I slowly turned my head. I don't know if I heard something or what, but I just remember turning my head and he was beelining it for me. And that what goes back to the other store before is is that after after I had that encounter I ended up asking the landowner if I could take my gun just because if if I if that happened to me again, and he was in that in that thick stuff, I might would throw a shot shot with a gun as opposed to a bow. But he sure enough, the one time that I bring my bow, it was actually the first time I brought my bow that season. Um, he or brought my gun that season, excuse me. 
he uh he he came in and I shot him at twenty five yards with my with my three oh eight. He could have <laughs> shot him with his bow. I could've I could have easily shot him with my bow. And but, it was a cool it was a cool deal though, because that was that was I think really the first time that we we ever like well basically what happened he killed the deer and he called me like i don't like as soon as he shot him and i can tell he's about to fall out of his damn stand he's shaking <laughs> he's he's like dude you got to get over here literally he said dude you got to get over here i just i just shot a monster and i was like oh lord i was like i thought he was kidding at first and then i you know i knew he wouldn't call me from the stand after a minute and and be talking as loud as he did if he didn't so Literally, I'm on the clock at work. I'm driving to a different house, and it just so ha- it just so happened to work out where I wasn't too far from where he was hunting, and I uh, I whipped the work truck in there and and helped him helped him drag it out, and it was it was a cool experience, especially you know getting to that was really what your that was your first big big yeah you it know, was definitely it's first... bigger than any deer I've killed as well. I mean, just to be completely honest, it was a big deer. He. he uh, as soon as I got, I didn't realize it because I hadn't, he said it was a big deer. He didn't send me any pictures or anything. You walked by it to get I, to where I was. I called him as soon as, not as soon as, I mean, as soon as after I shot it. And that the reason was that because I dropped him where he, he was 25 yards. He dropped and he wasn't moving. He was dead. And he, uh, I, when I was getting down out of the stand, I called him before I even got down. And he, uh, when I was getting down, I near about, near about did the whole situation wrong i near about fell all the way down just because i was hurrying so fast to get down there to look at this deer and i'd I'd given it given it obviously a little bit of a little bit of time before i got down but with it being uh, 25 yards away and you dropped him you knew i mean yeah he was like he he wasn't moving he was I, i hit him and he was done and we i got down after i called austin and by the time i got up to where the the road met the property at where i parked at he was already already He's walking in skipping up to me he was he was, he was super <laughs> Left my climber where it was left everything the gun i was everything excited too i mean i was i was excited for him i was very 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 happy so we we got up to the deer and you know we did the whole the whole picture deal of course you got to get good pictures everybody everybody's posting pictures on instagram now so that is a that's a big deal. So we we took I took pictures for him and stuff like that, and got some some videos of him dragging him out and stuff. And uh, he had to be at what time did you have to be at? Work? I had to be at work at one, and that is why I planned on I'd planned on sitting till twelve and and leaving leaving the stand at twelve to go go to work. And if I if I had shot something at twelve, I was gonna call in a sick day, but. Uh, luckily I shot him when I did, which was still rushing for time to deal with the whole thing. But we took pictures as fast as we could. We got him uh, loaded up. I went and um, I went and showed my showed my girlfriend, and then I took him straight to the straight to the processor and got got going to work, and then changed at work out of my camo. But so basically, if if you could kind of narrow it down to one like major factor or key that you see these you know big time hunters like mark drury or even mark kenyon i mean there's there's an unlimited amount of, of of hunters that you know credit their success to like one specific thing and it could be different every hunt like what do you think the main reason you killed that deer was i think it was um i mean you know patience but i think the main thing that uh 
allowed me to kill that deer was was staying out of there until I thought the time was right. I mean, I, I didn't have anything, so I didn't put I didn't put pressure on it. I didn't. I, I the best thing it had going on the property was that it was untouched, and I wanted to leave it that way. And I think that I think if I had been in there checking cameras religiously and stuff like that, I know with the rut there's a lot of different there's a lot of lot of variables that go into it, and you can get really lucky during the rut, but they um i don't i don't know if he would have been hitting it with the scrapes and like i said i don't know how long that buck was there because i didn't have pictures of him but he had the whole area tore up with scrapes but i I think it was definitely staying staying out of there and then hunting it when the time was right when when everything was in 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 your favor i had i had a good win that morning it was the rut um i hadn't been in there and i thought my gut feeling told me it was the time to hit it and i went in there and hit it and I killed him, and the time before, I hit it four days before, which was also the same win, and I didn't sit that location, but I sat um, probably about maybe maybe 200 yards away and didn't didn't have nothing happen with that one but saw that one buck, and when I came back that time after that, it happened. It was, it was right time. Basically, it boiled down to right time of the year, not a lot of pressure on that specific piece, and and the good lord blessed you with some luck pretty much um but we're kind of getting off off track here we are 32 minutes in so thank you guys for bearing with us on this first episode and as we said they they should get better uh they they should definitely get better as we go along this isn't one of the the funnier ones that we plan on doing but we got some we got some awfully funny hunting stories to tell you guys (laughs) in the future for sure um but what we kind of want to do at the end of every every episode we kind of want to wrap it up with a little question of over or under so this week's question is brought to you by drop and drake southern apparel company of course and the question is colin for you and he doesn't know the answer so he's either gonna get it right or he's gonna get it wrong okay the average mature buck successfully breeds over or under seven does a year if you had to guess and when i say successful that means it's not they're just not out there you know looking for pleasure they're out there (laughs) they're out there trying to reproduce the biological deal you know they're they're trying to have offspring so the average buck successfully breeds over or under seven does a year which means there's going to be seven fawns in the spring or there's going to be under seven there's going to be more than seven or over under seven i'm gonna go with i'm gonna say over he's I'm going with over. over over seven does i'm saying they're getting around and they're getting around. he's wrong so according to qdma now i don't know how true this is but they those guys know their stuff the average buck from what I could gather, breeds successfully three does. Around the average one breeds three does a year. He's going to have three fawns, or and that's full circle. Yeah, so he's going to have Lock he's going to basically fertilize three eggs, and that could be twins. They could have however many offspring, you know, triplets, whatever. But more of the story, he's going to be the dad of at least three fawns so and there's some there's some uh statistics that were saying six but i was kind of shocked by that i was thinking that like a mature dominant buck 
who ran in the area, he was. I, I would think he'd put like you know ten, fifteen of them little dudes on the ground. It might. I mean, it might, it might just depend on which location you're at too. I mean, if he's the he's a top dog and there ain't really much there, or or say if it's not a lot of, a lot of deer in the population, they ain't got a lot to breed, but. They're not just out there looking for companionship, <laughs> <laughs> but nah, they, uh, it, that was a pretty interesting fact that we found, but well, um, we're going to wrap it up and thank you guys for, for sticking with us this long. And like I said, bear with us. They're going to get better as we go. Just a little bit of a learning experience. Yes, it was. And they this should be available on iTunes, the podcast app, Spotify, and anywhere else you can listen to listen to uh, podcasts. So um, if you guys don't mind, drop down and give us a, a rating review. You can give us a two-star, three-star. We want the God honest truth. That way we can improve it. That's right. We can't improve unless we know. So thank you guys for tuning in. And and this was brought to you guys by Drop and Drake Southern Apparel Company. Check us out at dropanddrake.com or follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, whatever. We're not that active on Facebook, but we are pretty active on TikTok and and Instagram, stuff like that. So um, leave leave us a comment. Let us know what you thought. And thank you guys for tuning in.